0: Welcome into the DMVR Draft Podcast. This is going to be a fun one. Another week where we're doubling up and the college football season is right around the corner. We've got lots of things to get to. But really, listeners to the show already know that the number one pick when it comes to beef, steak, anything to put on your grill, anything to enjoy, it's the best damn good beef you can find. It's Hassle Cattle Company. Uh, they are incredible. Um, finding them has been just such a treat. I've told the story a million times of how my daughter wouldn't really eat protein early on when she started eating solid foods. And then she started eating steak. And then she was introduced to Hassle Cattle Company. And she could eat like an entire steak to herself. It ruined her for other <laughs> Red meat, and I can't even blame her. The same thing happened to me, frankly. You eat any other burger, bra, uh, steak especially, and you're just like, oh, man, I may, I wish this was some Hassle Cattle Company. Wagyu beef, the best of the best. We've got it at the DMVR bar. The burgers are out of this world. Anytime I hear someone make a read like this or just talk about it or order a burger in front of me, I'm so jealous. I'll be taking my sister this week to try it out and uh, check all that out. And, you know, they've made it affordable for you and they give you the best beef um, you'll find. And it's convenient. So use that code DMVR10 at checkout and you'll get 10% off your entire purchase. That's DMVR10 um, to save 10% every time. They're also giving out a $200 gift card and cooler to a lucky winner. It's easy to enter. Just head to the DMVR Sports Twitter page and click the link to our pinned tweet. So much great stuff. Check them out. They are absolutely amazing. Uh, one of our favorite sponsors. on the... Welcome into the DMVR Draft Podcast. The crew is back in full. They said it couldn't be done. Instead, it is. And it's all thanks to the presenting sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. Stay tuned for later in the show since we've got a little update on the draft props. QBs arising. You love that. Okay. Um, We're going to have a fun exercise. It's August. College football around the corner. We've talked about the games we're most excited about. We've compared top 10s. Uh, we've got into our top quarterback rankings, which uh, Justin Justin, and Henry kind of missed out on that one. And um, and yeah, we've got some reports from camp. I know we'll get into some more of that. But now we really want to get into our All-America teams, the, the guys we're most excited to watch at every position, uh, who we think will kind of be the stars of college football this upcoming season. Fellas, how's everyone doing?
1: so good to be back, man. I'm, I'm, I missed you guys in the mm-hmm. brief like eight days mm-hmm. that we didn't get to talk. Same.
0: Very nice. Very nice of you. Um, yeah, it's been a good one. You guys have been getting some good stuff from camp.
2: Whole lot of good stuff from camp. A lot of, lot of talking going on after practice, and that means a lot of writing for Henry. Wow. Yeah, I
1: wrote. 2000 word profiles last night I got up and I've already done two podcasts today so we're we're fully back in the swing of, of football camp college football season the grind is on but honestly it was one of those I was I was really tired it was like eleven thirty last night or whatever and I was trying to edit up some audio and finish a profile and I was like this sucks and then I kind of thought back and, and thought back to like last year and I was like you want to know what this rules I, I will gladly stay up to one in the morning every night in the week if that's what it takes because it, it's time to talk college football. The, the time is now, and we're ready. It is. And Buffs camp has off days on Wednesday,
2: so today's my weekend, and I'm pretty hyped to have a
0: weekend today. <laughs> wow. Working um,
3: on the weekend.
0: Yeah, for real. No, we're uh, we're back in it. I've got kid and wife back at school. I'm on the the full-on grind. So uh, that's good. That's good. All good stuff. Um, Let's start with our All Americans at quarterback. Jake and I have given our full top five draft eligible QBs. You guys have both given at least top threes. One of you went QB crazy in your. That was me. I went really creepy crazy. So you might have given a top six out already, frankly. Um, even. I'll let you lead off with your All Americans starting backfields. Um, and we're gonna start at the most coveted position, certainly for Broncos fans. Um, and yeah, we're gonna find out more about that quarterback position soon enough as preseason is upon us as well. So, who, Justin, let's start us off. Let's start us off. Who, uh, who's your first team, QB? I
1: struggled on this one because I I wasn't sure if I wanted to put the guy that I like the most, which is Carson strong out of Nevada Mm. or the people that I think are actually going to earn all America honors this year, based on the way perception works and national attention and all that. I think Carson Strong's statistics are going to be up there with any quarterback in America. And I, it really killed me not to put him as my QB, but I went with Spencer Rattler. I don't love him. I think his game is, pretty flawed and we we've kind of dove into some of that his decision making was really erratic at times last season but he's going into a second year and typically that's when quarterbacks tend to to boom in these lincoln riley systems and i just think when you look at the state of the big 12 you look at some of these defenses i don't consistently see them having an opportunity to to slow this offense down and because of that i I went with spencer rattler do you want me to keep going and give my running back too or do we want to hear everybody else's quarterbacks Okay. I just want quarterbacks, straight.
2: Yeah, I uh, I have Spencer Rattler too, And basically for the same reason. Not because I think that he's a maybe even top five draft prospect, but because you just look at the situation that he's in at Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley, and like like Justin said, playing Big Twelve teams. You know, I, I gave some thought to a couple other guys. There's a couple in the ACC that I think you can make arguments for, but uh, to me, Spencer Rattler by a hair was who I feel confident putting money on.
0: Yeah. That's the debate going into this is who's the most talented, who's going to be the most productive, who's going to mm-hmm. be the guy who brings home the Heisman and uh, actually gets that first team nod. You know, there's a lot of ways to do a preseason All-America. What'd you go with Jake?
3: I went with Sam Howell. Um, I think he's to the – brand. Uh the most veteran type quarterback, I guess, just, I thought he was the most deserving of this. um, I guess my first team uh, preseason all American spot. I mean, I definitely see the argument for Rattler. Um, You could even throw in Willis in there if you wanted to Dre, we'll have to see what you say. But um, I think Spencer Howell is just, I mean, we mentioned it a couple episodes ago. I think he's really close to getting to that Bill Parcells rule of quarterbacks in terms of just starts and everything. And that's, Becoming more and more rare. So that's why I have him.
0: Yeah. Howell is definitely up there. Um, Malik Willis would also have a chance to check off the Parcells rules, right? And mm. um gosh, Rattler with a full season would be right up. To, I mean, this quarterback class might be more groomed than we give it credit for in these preseason rankings. Um I'll I'll mention this. Rattler is the favorite to win the Heisman on DraftKings right now at plus 600. I guess we have those available to us in Colorado again. Um, I would go, though, with the second favorite to win the Heisman, and that's DJ Ugalele. Um, Obviously, he's only played one game um, or, like, one and a half, right? But that was against Notre Dame in a, like, two-overtime thriller where that, like, one of the best defenses – in the country got lit up for 40 points the man is just a truck he's literally built like a tight end he's basically hawaiian um big ben with maybe some cam to his game um and honestly that arm might be ticking up uh closer to what big ben was coming out of miami of ohio only he's at clemson So we'll get to see him tested against the ACC. You guys make some good points about Big 12 defenses. But let's face it, Clemson is going to get to blow out all but two teams this season. Um, So DJ will be able to pad his stats a decent amount. Might even be one of those where, you know, like uh, Trevor Lawrence never won the Heisman, but he got some first-team All-American votes. Um, Well, I wonder
1: if that helps dj going in you know the fact that some voters might overcompensate now thinking like we can't go through another cycle of a tremendous clemson quarterback and not get one of these guys a heisman you know in like a six-year span
0: yeah i mean for sure and it's gonna be wide open and i just think like the dude's gonna rise to the top and it's gonna be a really fun 2021 or 2022 quarterback class to analyze you know I've I've waxed poetic about Tua's little brother I mean that there's a ton of we all had four different names as our first team all-american like that that should say it all and I haven't even mentioned my top ranked uh draft eligible prospect which is Malik Willis um so it's going to be a wide open 2022 class but once you get to 2023 we're really going to have some fun that's uh that's one I've had circled for a minute. And I think uh, you know, not just Clemson, Alabama, who comes in strongest this year, but DJ versus Bryce Young is gonna be a really, really fun battle for twenty twenty-three.
1: The amount of quality quarterbacks in college football right now is is pretty impressive. You know, it's not a it's not a situation where you have, you know, only like one guy coming out each year. It's like three, four, five guys that you could all really see being boom type prospects in the NFL. And it's encouraging. I mean, obviously, the, the success of most teams stems from how your quarterback plays, and I'm really excited to see how all these guys do this fall. Yeah, I mean,
0: some of these quarterback gurus have talked about this, right? This is something that the Dilfers or the Jesse Palmers have said, hey, these guys are just coming in more refined, in offenses that are finally just letting their their best athletes play quarterback and kind of unleash their talent and it's kind of opening the floodgates and we'll see this is going to be a really interesting um test case for that because it's wide open it's a deep quarterback class but we're going to see how much uh how much like true first round talents we're we're going to have to us
1: and how much of, you know, some of these guys that were successful last year, how much of it was, you know, attributed to the, the wonkiness of the season and defense is not being prepared and not having enough film or maybe not even having enough starters in certain situations. You know, there was 100%. times where teams were playing with like two three cornerbacks or, you know, they're down all their starting linebackers. Like, it's just going to be nice to get back to a more normal evaluation process all around. Completely agree.
0: And then we've got some like the other storyline at quarterback is we've got some major generational um, turnover um, at places like Clemson, like Alabama, like Oklahoma, who have all made it work for the last like half decade plus, you know, they've kind of flipped that switch. And that's what's allowed them to be Ohio State's another one. But, you know, with quarterbacks, I'm always like, are you going to be able to do it again? I always think of, like, Urban Meyer at Florida. Like, everything was peachy while Tebow was there. But then they couldn't replace Tebow. I think of, like, a Colt McCoy at Texas. Um, you know, it, it seemed like it would never end. Vince Young to Colt McCoy and Texas was just a That's factory. it has been a decade. Right, right. Like, the, the the drought comes when you don't expect it. And uh, it's going to come for one of these top teams. It's just who knows who you know
1: naturally one of these teams has to fall off right at some point like you think? I mean maybe maybe not I don't know they they keep getting better tv deals they keep getting better recruiting facilities maybe if you just keep these head coaches you know that's the big thing that tends to lead to recruiting success is stability at the top and all these programs don't really have to fear losing their coach like Nick Saban's not going anywhere at Ohio State you know you're not worried about him going anywhere I'd, I don't know we're in a weird state of college football but we could probably keep going on for, for minutes on yep. this.
2: And I, uh, I'm i obviously coming from a little bit different perspective because I've followed FBS college football for, what, like three years now? This is my third year covering the Buffs. To me, as somebody who hasn't seen great programs fall before, I uh, it feels like Alabama, and Clemson, and Ohio State, and Notre Dame are just going to be the, the ones that matter for forever. With Oklahoma there, too but maybe a little bit more likely to fall off and Notre Dame may be right there with Oklahoma instead with those other three.
3: And then you're every so often LSU or whoever just comes out of the woodwork. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. And who knows if this is the year, like a North Carolina rises back up or something. Um, and or I just Cincinnati. got, a, uh, exactly. I just go. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The ACC actually sneaky kind of fun this year. Um, and I just got a notification, DJ Ugalele. um, signing a contract with dr pepper so who knows maybe we'll wait till 2024 fam because (laughs) wow we again justin put it perfectly (laughs) what's going on in the world of college football all right obviously the quarterbacks we can go a little longer we'll be slightly more brief and i think i think we'll have a little more consensus on our two running back spots we are running 21 personnel which is kind of the conventional And then our guy JM's got a little utility man too. So we'll touch on that. Did you go local on us, Justin? We'll we'll get to that in a second. All right, running backs, um, reverse order. I get to start, I'm going Isaiah Spiller with my first spot. Shouldn't be a surprise. Jimbo's still running a lot of pro style. We'll actually talk a little more about some guys who will block for Spiller as we continue the first team All-Americans. But yeah. Dude's going to light it up. I think he'll be the best running back in the SEC. He'll be right up there. Um, so, yeah, I love Spiller. He, I can't, I'm can't. i so excited we get to talk about him every week as a draft guy because last year it was a lot of like, oh, and I'm still on the field. That Spiller kid's something. But, you know, we couldn't go too in-depth now, though. I'm full on, full aboard the Isaiah Spiller at AM uh train. Jake, reverse order. You give RB1.
3: RB one, Isaiah Spiller, baby. Let's you already go. said it all, man. Um, Let's go. I mean, I know there's Tank Bigsby at Auburn, but yeah, this is my guy in the SEC. He's just—he was something special last year. At times, just the ability to move laterally, and speed, contact balance, had it all. Yep. Justin, or- I
1: also have Spiller as running back one. So yes, a lot of consensus here. Nothing. Look at that. Nothing really more to add. I just think that we've already talked about it before, but Texas A&M probably your best sneaky team to potentially have a chance to like run the table or, you know, do something crazy in the SEC this year, obviously people are still really high on Alabama, but that Texas A&M offense is going to be a handful.
0: I mean, Jimbo's kind of been talking smack that uh, he's due. Uh, yeah. CC. Yeah. He's due $10 million a year. So he better start <laughs> <laughs> getting some dubs. Uh, Hank, is it four for four? It is not. I'm Let's going Jarek go, Henry. Let's I've got to go, go Jarek
2: Adam. <laughs> number baby. two rusher in the in the country last year, over 160 yards a game. And now he's faster. And it's like it's for real. You know, we've been uh it was last season. Uh so so he ran for 301 against Arizona, but it should have been like 380, but he got caught from behind four so- times. Just so everyone,
0: because we are in three different feeds, knows who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Jarek Broussard, the star running back for the Colorado Buffaloes, it's who Henry's talking about yesterday. Last year lit it up in what, four games? And this year, six running yeah. without a knee brace, Henry. <laughs>
2: oh yeah. But but yeah, so last year it was 301 against Arizona, got caught from behind four times. And th- that was the week that uh, Carl Durrell said, You guys aren't gonna believe this, but he's actually only at about 90, 95%. It's like, wait, no, that can't be true because he went on to be the offensive player of the year in the Pac-12 this spring. That has been true. He hasn't been uh, running with uh, the brace. And I've actually heard from people like off the record saying it is noticeable. Like the difference in his shiftiness is noticeable compared to last year um, without the knee brace. And so there's like he put up over 160 a game last year and it's going to go up from there. Well, what's his size, Hank? Uh, He's small. Uh he's probably five nine. Oh, he's he's listed 185, I think, but he said last year he actually got down to 175 during the season. She's But with so... the new strength coach, all that the point was he doesn't worry about that. That's kind of my thing, is
0: he's like Phil Lindsay, Bryce Love. Like I'm trying to think of other like star running mm-hmm. backs in the Pac 12 with comparables, better shiftiness than somebody like
2: Phil, though. Mm-hmm. And top end speed too.
1: Well, and you don't you don't have to be the biggest guy in the world in the Pac-12. You know, you're not you're not facing Alabama linebackers on a on a weekly basis. That speed and shiftiness, you know, it gives you an opportunity to dance around a little bit in a way that you might not be able to get away with in other other conferences, but it also makes it a whole lot more exciting to watch. Like I'm everybody knows I'm the CSU guy, but Broussard's a stud, man. Like he's just one of those guys when he was on last fall, it was must-watch TV. And as much as I want to clown Henry for being a total homer on this, I I think there's rationale here and I'm going to do the same thing at some point. So it's okay. Mm-hmm.
2: And the other thing about the size, like you guys brought up, like it's college football, you know, in terms of draft prospects. Yes. It's Isaiah Spiller. He's somebody who can, you can just take what he does now, put him in the NFL and he's going to be just fine doing that. Cause he's like six, one in 230 pounds or whatever. But Jarek, you know, that part might not be uh the perfect fit in terms of being a first team all american the situation he's in just seems like a, a really good one
1: he is You just Bellagio. wonder if he'll get enough viewers uh, playing all those west coast games yeah no
2: kidding good game against texas a&m we got usc asu right. yeah we'll
0: see right we get to see spiller
1: We get spiller versus
2: guard. him yeah that's Let's gonna yeah that's gonna be a real fun one cuz that'll is- be what that's week 2 um I
1: think so. september 11th yeah
2: with uh texas a&m replacing four offensive linemen. He There's is a chance eligible, Henry, uh, Broussard. He is. Yeah. I doubt he I will, uh, declare though the top part. I mean, so he's a sophomore and so RB two. Yeah. Your RB two lost. Oh, my RB two, uh, Brees yeah. hall. <laughs> I actually left Isaiah Spiller off. I, to me, not because he's not really good, but kind of like I said before, I, I really like him as like RB one in the draft in terms of putting up the massive numbers and winning an all-american award, uh, I I give Brees Hall the edge there, but he was my number three.
1: I had Brees Hall as running back too, as well. Just get it out of the way here. I, we might be four for four on that one, but the, the most, probably the most experienced running back in the country coming back. And one of the, the leading producers, I think, that Iowa State team, probably the only team in the Big 12 capable of contending with Oklahoma for that championship. Maybe a sneaky you know, team to put money on as like an out- outside favorite to, or not favorite, outside contender to land in the championship or something like that, the college football playoff. I don't know. I, I like Brees Hall a lot.
0: What's his best trait uh, from an NFL standpoint? Anyone can answer that. Is he your RB2 as well, Jake?
3: I had him there, but I was going to switch it up. Who are you switching it up with? I was gonna put Kyron Williams from Notre Dame.
1: Hmm. That's a good one. It
0: this is another running back class that is wide open. And yet, as wide open it is, it's one of the the, the running back classes with the least amount of like true Heisman candidates. Yeah. Um, yeah, sell me on uh, sell me on Williams.
3: Kyron Williams, I mean. I talked a bit or quite a bit about uh, Ian book last year and how he looked a lot better in his final year at Notre Dame. But really when it came down to it, um, Kyron Williams was the guy who was kind of the motor of that offense. I mean, when you have that massive offensive line that they did last year um, you don't really need a world beater at running back, but Kyron Williams is still pretty damn good um, showed. I think ability out of the backfield as a receiver. Also um, just excited to see if he can build upon that and really become a true workhorse for Notre Dame here.
0: Coordinators we're hitching our wagon to with these running backs are Jimbo Fisher, um, <laughs> you know, um Kelly over there, who's been just phenomenal. I mean, two of the best, like more pro style mm-hmm. oriented. And you know, everyone loves Iowa State. One of the hottest uh coaching candidates out there. I'm going Zamir White, the uh Georgia running nice. back. I've been a good pick.
1: Player. Yeah, you can't I mean, go wrong. There. A while.
0: Um And who knows? I mean, this is another category where like Clemson, Alabama, Ohio state, they're going to have some studs replacing the studs they've lost. It's Mm going to be really fun. Um, Zamir though some real like power and that's another offense where like, they're all run oriented. I don't care that the mustache is in town. Um, so yeah, there you go. Mustache. I want us to get to the rest (laughs) of the offense in just a second, but, um, Fellas, tell us more about camp because it podcast listeners and people who might be tapped into some of the stuff we do might not know. We have a site, ddmvr.com. Incredible stuff. Full staff of writers, credential journalists like yourself. And you guys have been deep in camp. We've got QB scoreboards on the Bronco stuff. So if you could just give us a couple nuggets that readers can find on the site right now.
1: Yeah, I published a piece last night on the quarterback position, obviously big center of attention for the Denver Broncos, but it's obviously, you know, a big piece for any successful football team. And that's the big question for Colorado State going into the year. Can Todd Santeo be the guy? You know, Steve Adazio, he's coached a lot of terrific college quarterbacks in his day, Donovan McNabb at Syracuse, Tim Tebow at Florida. They originally had Cam Newton before he transferred out. He kept talking about just the leadership qualities that all these quarterbacks had, the it factor, the ability to turn it up, you know, when the lights were brightest, when the heat of the competition was on. And he says, and as do a lot of the players, Todd Santeo has a lot of those same characteristics. He's just a gamer. He's a guy that they have a lot of faith in. I will say based on the small sample size we saw last year, he's going to have to be much improved as a thrower. He believes he will be played much of the year injured, had a broken Uh, index finger on his throwing hand said it severely impacted his ability to release the ball. It was painful to throw. So, you know, that's, that's the big piece for CSU fans. Can Santeo be the guy. Can you take it, take advantage of Trey McBride, having a terrific tight end Dante, Wright, Some of these guys and put CSU back in contention because it's been, it's been a rough half decade, but you know, if you want to catch up on all things, CSU, check out the DNVR Rams podcast, you might already be listening to it. Obviously this pod goes in that feed, check out all our written content. And I'm going to throw the ball over to my guy, Hank, who's been killing it up in Boulder, the, uh, the town that I prefer to not spend a whole lot of town in, or time in.
0: Yeah, Henry kind of monopolizing the site because he's pumping out uh, so much stuff. You've already given us some Broussard insights, Henry. So I'm putting a timer on you. You've got 30 seconds for a nugget we haven't touched on on the pod
2: yet. Okay, so first of all, there's like notes up from every day of camp with everything there that doesn't go. fit into the rest of the stories. Um, But also you may have seen the video of the Lions had a watch party for like the Olympic runner, uh, David Blau's wife. Well, that's actually Christian Gonzalez's sister. And Christian Gonzalez was a freshman corner last year, top recruit. Um, was on pace to be top three in snaps all time for a CU freshman, uh, but he's locked down. And we talked all about that and there's stories on just about everybody else. Brady Russell had the track or the two guys who ran track this year fighting over who's uh, the fastest, so much stuff in terms of buff. So subscribe.
0: Phenomenal. Um, yeah. Check that out. And right now, camp 2021, you uh, become a member uh, annual member at fifty You're going to get $60 in merch. From our shop. So uh, $120 value for less than 60 Cannot beat it. And we've got more and more exciting stuff on the way. It's never ending. But first, I want to talk about DraftKings draft props right now because they never sleep just like us on the draft. Sam Howell, all of a sudden, a favorite to be the first overall pick at plus 225 in, f- in front of Spencer Rattler. Kayvon Thibodeau. And Malik Willis. We've seen some massive movement um, from Willis above all. But I think Howell being the favorite is a new thing. Also, Matt Carell tied with JT Daniels. We're seeing Slovis kind of drop off. They're DeMarvin Leal. So we're starting to see the quarterbacks pick up. And uh, it always picks up at DraftKings Sportsbook. Now they've got same-game parlays. It's just incredible. All the deals they have... I've been like just raking it in with the 100% MLB profit boost. They're incredible. And right now, if you're a new user, you use code DNVR. You bet $1 on college football, which like we're going to have that who's the better future Clemson, Alabama debate all year here. Um, so pick your poison, place that dollar bet, and you'll get a free 200 um, in free bets. That's promo code DNVR to get a free $200 in free bets instantly. For a limited time at DraftKings Sportsbook, they've got all those props we've talked about before. They've got the draft stuff I just talked about. It's an amazing resource. You want to get ready for college football, check out those props. It's just incredible. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only to take care of that A uh, great deal for first-time users. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Well, it's important to keep that wallet flush with all those great deals at DraftKings. Um, it's also really important to take care of your teeth, especially now. I know we've been saving money here and there um, as a whole uh, the last few years. But, you know, it's it's time to get back at it. Make sure you take care of your teeth. And there's no better place for DMVR listeners than the hardcore sports fans at Green Mountain Dental. Uh, you know, they're family owned. They'll take care of you. They're local um and they'll do right by our listeners i can tell you that much just from the experiences other people have had who've uh, you know gone in and let the good people at green mountain know that we we took them in there in lakewood and uh even our staff and you know some have had infections and stuff but then the people at green mountain dental which can happen when you have root canals or what have you took such good care um they're just the best. And, you know, with keeping in line with the your general health and espe- especially your oral health, you go in there, uh, schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, and you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. Um, and, you know, tweet at us when you go there. Let us know. They've been longtime DMVR partners. They're just the best. They're only 15 minutes from downtown, and uh, they'll take good care of you, great customer service. And then they've got that great deal to just... Keep improving that oral hygiene, which is so key to your overall health. Go check them out in, in Lakewood. Tell them we sent them. And, uh, yeah, get that great deal. So Green Mountain Dental in Lakewood. Go check that out. All right, we got quarterbacks. We got running backs. We got the backfield out the way. Let's get to wide receivers. And I, I don't even know why I'm doing this, but I'll just start it and get it out the way um fry Fogle basically became like uh like just a word that became embedded in my head last year because Indiana was on an amazing undefeated run and every Saturday it's just Fry Fogle Fry Fogle Fry Fogle Fry Fogle I don't know his NFL prospects frankly he's a big boy he hauls in everything and I think that Indiana offense is still gonna be fun I just had to I just had to and in fact Crazy enough, both my wide receivers are Big Ten wide receivers. Not exactly what you think of as the most uh, passing-oriented conference, but it's 2021, fam. We got to get past those labels. So there you go. fry wide receiver one, done talking. Jake, you give us your wide receiver one, please and thank you.
3: Wide receiver one for me is Drake London from USC, Ooh. a guy who is... Massive in terms of size. Uh, I think he's like 6'5", about 230, and he moves insanely well. I mean, I already mentioned it before on this show. It's like watching Michael Pittman back out there because it's almost splitting images. Um, He was dominant last year in some games. He only played four or five games, however many USC played, but he was dominant in most of them. Um, Very excited to watch him this year.
0: Yeah, I got Slovis passing him the ball, and terrible news. Brew McCoy, who I thought maybe had more upside – Ben London, he's in some legal trouble now, Henry. So Drake London's just going to dominate um, that much more. JM, wide receiver one, baby.
1: I got Chris Olave of Ohio State. I think he's just an electric playmaker. Gives you the ability to stretch the field. Consistent hands. I thought he had a pretty decent chance to go high if he would have come out this past year. Decided to run it back with Ohio State. Really excited to see you know, what this offense looks like. And they've got a couple of pretty decent wide receivers at Ohio State, but he's kind of a, a head above the rest.
2: Yeah, that's that's my number one too, Olave.
1: Um,
2: and again, for the reasons that Justin outlined, you know, he's yeah. I like that he's proven and we'll get to my number two in a second, but that is kind of the difference between my number one and number two is that Olave's put up the numbers before. I'm, I, I don't, I'm not going to get embarrassed by Chris Olave this season. He's just too good for that.
0: Yeah, and he's gonna be one of those where like pro prospect prospect wise we'll start to overthink it once we get away from the tape. Mm. I don't know, he might be very Justin jefferson or Michael Thomas, like yeah, who just plays football, catches balls, creates enough separation to get the job done. He's my wide receiver too. So just wanted to get that out the way. Jake, wide receiver too.
3: I'm gonna go with Zay Flowers from BC. Um, I've been watching my guy Djokovic, and I was Let's you know, go. in love with him, but this Zay Flowers guy is unreal, man. He had a, a route, I think it was against, oh, I, th- I want to say it was Duke, but he just completely left the cornerback in the dust. It was like 25 yards of separation once the ball was actually caught downfield. He's electric, though. He's going to make a lot of noise this year. I'm excited for him. And uh, I just figured you guys would mention the OSU guys, so that's why I left him out. I love that your brand has consistently
1: been Boston College – Notre Dame like just some of these obscure programs I mean Notre Dame's not that obscure but the the Boston College love has been consistent North Carolina Jake stays true to his roots and I and I appreciate that about him he's a golden
0: domer um also honestly I think Adazio um Adazio some of the guys he's recruited are, are gonna get some love in this segment of the show so uh you know maybe some optimism for CSU here um Hey, good point wide receiver too, my man. Like I said, this one's a little bit riskier, but
2: I'm going with Justin Ross from Clemson. Nice. He, so uh, you know, put up a thousand yards as a freshman Missed last year with the spinal thing. Never want to have a spinal thing. Um, but it in does sound like life. Justin. Yeah. Just, just in the last couple of days, uh, he's been cleared and he's just so talented. We've talked a little bit about, uh, uh Ugalele there, the quarterback. I, I I think there's potential for a really big year.
1: I like that. Thinking outside the box a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with uh John Mechie the third, Alabama wide receiver, kind of been their mm-hmm. third guy, but that's really been the the cycle for Alabama these last couple of years. It's the, you know, third, fourth guy then just kind of slides in when the other guys go pro. And he's he's deceptive. You know, he's not He's not the athlete that Jerry Judy or Henry Ruggs or any of these guys are. And, and I'm not trying to stereotype him because he's, you know, the, the white wide receiver. He actually is, you know, a, a pretty shifty and he moves pretty well for a guy of his size. But consistent hands, he's going to get a ton of targets. And I just think he's going to rack up the numbers, which is going to help his cause when it comes to something like this.
0: Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, we've mentioned guys like Garrett Wilson before uh, Pickens, who was of course dealing with injuries um, out of Georgia. <clears throat> I mentioned Brew McCoy. I should mention in doing this, I did see a lot of love for Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. He is a massive wide receiver coming off an 800 uh, yard receiving season in the SEC and seven tuts. So we'll be keeping an eye on him for sure. Wanted to get that out the way tight end it's a fun class but i kind of think we'll have some uh, consensus here did you have something to say jam
1: oh i was just gonna say one guy i want to shout out at wide receiver i already shouted out carson strong of nevada their quarterback also going to shout out romeo dubs their deep play threat wide receiver the dude is a lot of fun to watch turn on a nevada game they're, they're just a fun offense to watch
3: yeah nevada skill players getting a lot of hype i've seen yeah, I mean, it's
0: solid advice right there. Uh, Jake, you're the highest guy on him. So just start us off at tight end.
3: Jaden Watermeyer, man. Let's do it. Out of AM. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've got a few other AM guys, but this guy might be the top in terms of actual draft prospect. Um, he was Kellen Mond's go to guy last year. They didn't really have anything going on outside. They didn't really need anything going on outside because Jalen Watermeyer was just eating everyone up.
0: So excited for these tight ends in the SEC. I think we're seeing another, like a bit of a football revolution encountering like dime defenses where the tight end is starting to really matter. Wademeyer's a great example. Um, there's some insane freshmen. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, Jake. You've talked them up already. No need for me to say more. Um, Henry?
2: Same. I've got to watch a lot of him getting ready for that CU
0: Texas AM right. game. Right.
2: He is for real.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Um, Justin, you're our only chance for a non-consensus.
1: Yeah, I went with my heart here and I gave it to Trey McBride, just kind of like, go. you know, if, if he's team DNVR, Break. he's my guy. I genuinely, I genuinely believe he is going to be at the very you know minimum a second round draft pick. If he puts up the type of numbers that he should this year, complete player overall, you know, loves to block there. There's a lot of really good tight ends and, and, you know, it's probably going to be Wademyer from Texas A&M. Uh, Kohler, the Iowa State tight end, is really, really good as well. Yeah. But Trey's my guy, and I'm going to stay consistent to my brand. And if I if I don't give Trey McBride All America honors, who is? So you know, it's we got to stand up for our guys. Yeah, no, I'm
0: with you. And um, I mean, you've talked to scouts before. Regular listeners know that. I mean, Trey McBride, we've. We've been talking about him as a legit NFL prospect, and uh, you know, top one of the top talents in the Mountain West. Period, from a draft standpoint, for a couple of years now on this show. So, um, O line guys, I'm just gonna have each of us give out the five instead of going in uh, in circles. Um, Should we do the like other like skill player,
2: yeah. oh, random no, all purpose,
0: guy, all purpose? Yeah. I mean, it's JM's idea, so why doesn't he start us off?
1: Yeah, I um I went with Deuce Vaughn at a Kansas State wide receiver type running back. They involve him in a variety of different ways. Really, really explosive guy. He's one of those dudes where if you just get the ball in his hands at the line of scrimmage, he's a threat to take it to the house at any given point. A little bit smaller, uh, but I'll, I'll you know if if Jake's brand is Notre Dame and Boston College, one of my brands is appreciating obscure programs in the Big 12 like Kansas State. I love watching Kansas state football. I don't know what it is. I think it's that they typically end up being a thorn in the side for like programs like Oklahoma, Texas. They're always, you know, they're, they can get an upset on any given week, but Deuce Vaughn's my dude, one of the most exciting players in college football. And uh, I'm, I'm glad to give him this honor. It's a good one.
0: Um, I was torn between Garrett Wilson and Max Borgie. I think Borgie Borgie's fits stud, the category man. more, and he's a local guy as well. So I'll just go with Borgie, the talented Washington State running back.
1: One of my favorite Colorado high school players that I've ever watched in, in person, Max Borgie. I believe it. Coming out of Pomona.
2: He's another one at Pac-12 Media Day. I can't remember who he walked in with, who the other Washington State guy was, but they just look so small. And that's kind of like what Borgie is, is. He's like five foot ten and just like built of muscle. And he can jump and all that kind of stuff, but it was kind of funny just to see those guys be like, "That's you out there."
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, who
2: who is your pick? I uh, I went a little bit off the board here. I'm taking Anais Smith from Texas A&M. Um, he's he's kind of the other running back with uh, Spiller, but he also. Uh, he plays a bunch of receiver and throughout the season, he kind of consistently put up better and better numbers. I think he wound up with what 10 touchdowns last year. A lot of people are going to be watching AM this year. He's just a little speedy, you know, all purpose guy. He, he fits it perfectly. And I think that he's going to draw some attention this year.
3: So I went with uh, the other Georgia running back, James Cook, Dalvin's younger brother, a guy who's, Made some plays in the passing game and run games, very explosive. And I mean, he's his brother, but he really does look like Dalvin out there at times. He's got that kind of skinny lower body build. Um, so he's fun to watch. He's very explosive.
0: Some uh, intriguing fun pick. for sure. Um all right. O-line. I could start off. I've got Evan Neal as my left tackle, and then I'm going with um Abraham abrams of uh washington state as my right tackle um you know over there at wazoo Abraham lucas sorry um they're not messing around and uh he's kind of a guy who's gone under the radar it's not even the top ranked uh, offensive tackle in the pac-12 lots of people have jackson kirkland out of washington ahead of him i'm a big, big fan of Abraham lucas i think um I think we're going to talk about him quite a bit. I've talked about Zion Johnson, the uh, guard at uh, BC for a minute as well. He's actually, he's not the highest rated Zion on the O-line in the ACC. A lot of people giving uh, Zion Nelson from Miami lots of love. I honestly saw him struggle quite a bit against some of the top uh, 2021 prospects. So not nearly as high. Um, Then with my other guard spot, I'm getting Kenyon Green out of a and m just continuing the a and m train it's just an easy pick because he's a great run blocker and that team like is going to feed him essentially and then um surprise surprise an iowa center tyler uh linderbaum kind of on the smaller size but he's one of those guys who moves well and like you know, he's, he's iowa, a stud so. man yeah and i mean but alec lindstrom bc again another guy who who's going to get a lot of votes there at center so
1: That's who I had. It was kind of a coin flip between those two. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
0: I mean, he is, he is a little bigger. Um, But yeah, again, those, those, those Adazio boys at BC don't sleep on them. Who who wants to go next with our top five or your starting five on the O-line?
1: I'll go just because ours are pretty similar. I've got Lindstrom, the, the Boston college center. I got Evan Neal at tackle. Um, I have Darian Kennard from Kentucky. I have Kenyon Green guard, uh, Texas A&M, and then I also put Jared Patterson from Notre Dame in there. You can kind of pick and choose how you do this. You know, if you want to do two guards, two tackles, if you just want to do your four favorite offensive linemen, just kind of depends on your preference. But I I tried to at least get some guard and tackle representation in there.
3: Yeah, I'm very similar. I've got Kenyon Green, um, A&M at guard also, Alec Lindstrom, Mm-hmm. center uh Tyler Linderbaum center so i mean one of them will kick over to guard it's fine right uh evan neal left tackle then i've actually got daniel falele from minnesota at right tackle this man is six nine three hundred and eighty <laughs> <It's> pounds <huge.
1: laughs>
0: yeah he's uh
3: ginormous
0: he's i mean neal is six seven three sixty uh so like already the left tackle is massive, but you went you went jumbotron on the right tackle.
3: Uh, We're feeding Isaiah Spiller on this team.
0: I respect it. <laughs> Hank, close us out with uh, with the starting five.
2: All right, um, I've got Evan Neal at tackle. I've got Thayer Munford, who yeah. nobody else I don't think has yeah. said the yeah, Ohio State tackle. tackle. Yeah, yep. uh, McChesney team. was telling me about him yesterday.
0: Yeah, um, it's nice. no joke.
2: Yeah, uh, but then uh, at uh, guard, Kenyon Green. No surprise there. I also have Donovan West from Arizona State. He's uh, he's good, and I felt like I needed some Pac-12 representation. And as much as I like, uh, I, I do have Kirkland as the best tackle in the Pac-12, but maybe that's just me being uh, not as, as good as Dre, you know? But uh, I figured since I couldn't get one of those tackles in, I did need some Pac-12. So I went with Donovan West and then
0: uh, Linderbaum at Center.
1: Ride for the okay. brand, baby. Yep. I like it. I mean, you got to.
0: Uh, the Pac-12 so undermined that like every year my uh, like, oh, the guy I'm higher on than anyone was just like a Pac-12 guy because everyone was sleeping until like the drafts.
2: That's going to change though. That's going to change. New commissioner, that's what it's all about. They're they're fixing all the start times. So there's no more of this Pac-12 after dark stuff. It's going to be real nice.
3: Oh, I love Pac-12 after dark though. So.
2: Yeah, but it, it doesn't help the Pac-12. That's true.
3: That's
2: <laughs> yeah, true. it's actually, they said they're, they're starting this whole new committee and it's going to be, uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, Merton Hanks, the associate commissioner with all the athletic directors and all the head football coaches. And they're just going through every rule and everything that the Pac-12 does and changing it to whatever makes the football programs the most competitive. So fixing all those start times. No more of like the nine-game conference schedule. All that kind of stuff is going to... Probably no more divisions. It's going to... Things are changing, which is nice. All
1: all of those are good changes, Mm -hmm. but none of them, in my opinion, affect the the competitiveness of those football teams. But we'll see. It's about
2: getting them into the college football playoff. And no, what they I get say the logic is, 100%. But... you send USC up to Washington State and have them kick off at 8 p.m., you're not giving USC the
0: best chance to win.
1: Probably fair. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know what made me think of this, but honestly, um, I, I kind of wonder if George Payton's doing a little work for uh for Manscape because I felt like that whole uh quarterback cornerback. Comment was uh was really busting the balls of people like us. Manscaped won't bust your balls. They'll take good care of you. Um, and you know, all that you've got going on downstairs. <laughs> um, yeah, like uh you know, they've <laughs> they've got all the best deals you could ask for. You can get twenty percent off plus free shipping with the code DMVR at manscaped.com. Um that's an incredible deal and you'll get, you know, that's all to stay nice and tidy, uh, you know, in, in, your downstairs and make sure no one's busting you. Uh, you've got the best products there is. Um, you know, the, the lawnmower is amazing. We, uh, we love their creams and ointments, especially in the summer, especially going out. I know the boys have been on the field. You can always benefit from the, the toner and all their great products. Um, they're really, you know, just such a great partner and uh, we enjoy all their products. Uh, so definitely go out, use that code DMVR and get yourself that 20% off, man. That's a really great deal. Check them out. Love it. Let's get into the defense now, guys. Um, I don't know. Should we start off and give our defensive fronts? condense a little more do it like we just did and uh in giving your defensive fronts you're gonna have to give me what kind of front you are gonna run with your all-american team um jake you want to start us off
3: sure um i don't i guess we're going a bit hybrid here um in terms of the actual Love front um it. i went with uh two my two edges are one's cave on that's easy the other is aiden hutchinson from michigan um, and then on the inside, I've got DeMarvin Leal, um, nose tackle from AM, but I also have Jordan Davis, nose tackle from Georgia. Both guys were just throwing dudes aside yeah. all year last year. Yeah. Um, I just had to put both in.
1: We have three of the four the same. So I'll I'll just do it real quick. We've got the same edges, Thibodeau and Hutchinson. I've got DeMarvin Leal on the inside, and then with my fourth defensive lineman, I went with Haskell Garrett of Ohio State, who I think's in for a big year.
0: Yeah, he's getting some some good hype. Um, yeah, and he's a senior, so he's definitely draft eligible. Hank? Uh,
2: so I've also got Kayvon Thibodeau, yeah. uh, DeMarvin Leal, and uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, the, the other guy that I have, though, is Jermaine Lole from Arizona State. Uh, he's somebody who I kind of expected more from last year. I was kind of hyping him up before the season. Um, but... I think this is the year that he really does break through Arizona state. It's such a waste that they're going to have no coaches by the time the season starts.
0: Um, yeah, that's going to be a real shame for them. The, yeah. I think they could have turned the corner. I, honestly, I, oh yeah. I forgot all about Arizona state. Cause you didn't mention Jaden Daniels, um, <laughs> during our quarterback talk, are you going to get your, do, do you still get a percentage of that now that you didn't mention it on I'm, the pod, dude? I, I've, I've made expire? it very clear
2: where I stand. And <laughs> yeah, I've made it very clear where I stand on Jaden Daniels. Um, I will say, though, they, they should win the Pac-12 this year, if not for the fact that they all cheated and what they've already had to lose their receivers coach, tight ends coach, and I think linebackers coach. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Like, do they have the coordinator at the start of the season? I don't know. But they they were the best team in the Pac-12 last year. Um, people kind of forget because they lost that first game to USC, but they were up by, like, 14 points with a minute and a half left. And a bunch of crazy things happened, including an onside kick. Um, had another loss, but it was because they have four weeks off and then outscored their opponents, like, 146 to 17 in the last two weeks of the season, something like that.
1: They hung what? Like, 80 on Arizona.
2: Yeah, and, and they should have been even
0: better this year, but what a no coaches, season. it's a waste. What a wacky season, back-to-back wacky seasons. Um, I guess I only have two of four. I thought going in, I would have Hutchinson. I thought going in, I'd have Jordan Davis. and In fact, I thought my defensive tackles would just be the two Georgia dudes. Um, I thought they were by far the best duo of defensive tackles in the country last year. But I do have DeMarvin Leal. Um, I do have Kayvon Thibodeau, obviously. Um, On the interior, I have Brian Brees. I've been big on, you know, it's like DJ Ugalele. I'm I'm big on the fact that Clemson's probably going to have the best defender and the best offensive player next year. Neither will be um, draft eligible. Brees is just a monster of a man who, as a true freshman, with all that was going on last year in that wacky season, was still dominant um he's just he's going to be a special special player and in the 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 drought that we've seen in interior d-line talent i think breeze whenever he declares for the draft is going to be one of the hotter commodities we've seen on the defensive line in a while um and then i was really torn on this other edge spot i think this edge class is really fun we've talked about a lot of these guys but I'm sticking on brand with Adam Anderson, who isn't even the highest rated Georgia edge from a lot of publications, but Anderson's just a, uh, just a stud from Rome, Georgia. I, I think he's going to blow up um, length, bend, burst. He's got it all. And uh, yeah, I'm really high on Georgia. A lot of guys from Georgia, a lot of guys from a and on my list. So we're all running four man fronts, essentially conventional ish. Though some of you could easily go three, man, if you needed to. For sure.
3: Yeah, and then I kind of cheated, I guess, a bit because I've got Nick Benito as one of my linebackers. So, I mean, technically a third edge, but, I mean, you, when you're playing that edge at Oklahoma, you're standing up a lot more and moving around a lot. You're not really right. just set holding the edge. So that's kind of why I threw him in there. I can give the other two if we're ready do to it. go to linebacker. Do it, do it, because I, I um, got
0: funky with it too.
3: <laughs> Cool. Um, and then I guess my traditional inside guys would be uh DeMarvian Overshone from Texas, a guy that's been there for four years um and has just consistently put up numbers. And then Christian Harris from Alabama, probably yeah. the next in line in terms of just Alabama studs at linebacker. So
0: he moves kind of like Leal, so damn smooth for a guy his size. It's mm-hmm. it's big yikes, man, when that guy's on the field. So he's my consensus. I also got wacky with in my strong side backers, Drake Jackson, honestly, Adam Anderson and Drake Jackson could probably be flipped on this. Um, and it'd work out just fine. And I'm going to give some love to the PAC 12 and the Rocky mountain region and have Devin Lloyd as my weak side backer, um, out of Utah. I think he'll make uh, he'll make some noise. I couldn't justify Brad Cuthy as my tight end. So that's where Utah gets their love. On this one, um, which of the two studs doesn't have a mic muted can go next on their linebackers?
2: I can go. Uh, go ahead. Oh, they're okay. both
0: unmuted, though. Both <laughs> unmuted. Bonus um, for that. Let's go.
2: Number one, I've got to go Nate Landman. I mean, he's just the perfect linebacker. Like, he's just a monster in there. When you look at him, he looks like a monster. And on top of that, like, everybody wants to talk about, like, Harsh. he you can't cover you don't need him to cover when he's putting up a sack per game from the inside linebacker position. You know, that's just not his role. You're blitzing him up the middle and you're going to be thrilled that you're doing it. He's, he's incredible. He puts up crazy tackle numbers and to me he's the best linebacker in the country. Um, number two, I'm going with Noah Sewell out of Oregon. Nice. He's uh, that's, that's a, good one. he's a freak. He's a freak. And the crazy part is, I mean, so so this was he was a true freshman last year. Yes, he was the number two linebacker in the country. He uh, Oregon also got the number one linebacker in the country, Justin Flo. And it's sounding like he's going to be starting next to him this year. So that defense is just going to be unstoppable. Plus, they have uh, that that Mace Fauna, I think is how you pronounce it. But I'm pretty sure he was the number one linebacker this year. That Oregon defense, to me, is right up there with just about any of them. Kayvon Thibodeau up front. And right. you look around, and what everybody says is, well, there's, the strength is the secondary. It's like, wait, what? Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, that defense is crazy. And the third one, I did go Devin Lloyd um, from Utah,
0: who you talked about. Um, J.M.?
1: I went local. Uh, with my representation on these linebackers just because I really like all three of these players are three of my favorite players to watch. I will say Nick Bonito of Oklahoma is a stud and I probably should have had him on my list, but I went with Nate Landman, you know, game recognizes great game. He's a buff, but he's really freaking good. And again, got to shout out those team DNVR guys. I went with Devin Lloyd of Utah, who's, you know, an absolute stud again, really high producing guy. And then I actually went with uh, Chad Muma of Wyoming, who's one of my favorite linebackers in the country. Cool. He's a Colorado kid. Had like 70 tackles or something like insane in only like five games last year. He put up massive numbers, and I think he is a, a sleeper for Mountain West Defensive Player of the Year. And I think he's going to really rack it up. Maybe be the the next Logan Wilson. So really yeah. excited to see what he's able to do this season
0: great pick love Muma, And, you know, you around the mountain West bulls shown an ability to have some stout defenses and, uh, you know, have some really strong linebacker play at the center though.
1: And I've, I've talked to a couple guys again, like, you know, we've, we've talked with some scouts about Trey and they're like, this guy's a stud. A lot of the same things they, they used to describe Chad Muma. He's just one of those dudes that he's like an old school, nasty football player, really physical, genuinely just loves playing. Like he, he had a, a dia, type 1 diabetes, I think, or type 2, I don't one of them. And, you know, he was really worried about COVID and how it was going to impact him, but pushed through it, had a great season, and, and should be in for a big year this year. And I'll stop rambling about him, but I just want to make sure the Mountain West guys get some representation, even from rival schools. I deserve credit for shouting out Wyoming and CU and Utah, who I really and don't like all very that much either, just because of their history.
0: Credit to you, Justin.
1: Colorado,
2: you, Justin. giving you
0: credit.
1: We got to give
0: Colorado kids their dues though. I'm with you on that. Um, yeah. You could have gone a lot of different ways with that linebacker. Kind of a fun class. And I like that we had a third non-draft eligible pick from Henry there. Let's close out these secondaries. i um, I'll I'll, st- I'll just say this right now. I was very close to putting Kyle Hamilton as a linebacker even though that's not where I like him best, but that would have allowed me to like get away with Drake Jackson a little more, but then I wanted Devin Lloyd in there. So just put Kyle Hamilton at safety. He's massive, but what I, these massive safeties, usually people just like get enamored with the downhill stuff. And it's like, dude, that doesn't translate. Like just, then just convert a linebacker and put him at safety. If you're just going to like fall in love with downhill ability. Hamilton has that fluidity, can move backwards. And what I love, he doesn't overrun stuff. He doesn't overjump stuff. He he might even unimpress you coming downhill, but it's because he's meticulous. He's not. So boy, I love him as a last line of defense. He's in there. And I'm a big Bubba Bolden out of Miami fan. Um, He was geez with a really weak safety class maybe the best safety in college football i had had i been advising him i would have told him to go pro um though shoot my living in miami as a star player for the U's probably got some perks to it um and then like stingley really easy cornerback one and uh Cornerback two is quite the Sophie's choice. And I went with Ahmad Gardner out of Cincinnati. I'm kind of disappointed in myself. I don't have more Bearcat representation, frankly, in my All-American team defense. So I'm putting him in there. He's he's a legit like draft stud, though. He's got the size. But this cornerback class is no joke, contrary to some people's opinions. That's a shot Some at the people. Broncos GM. Uh, and we're getting into that <laughs> in the in next week in uh the the bonus pod we're doing tomorrow, by the way. So there you go. Uh that pause might have indicated I was taking a shot at one of us, uh, one of the three of you. No, George Payton got my eyes on you. Tune in for the Tuesday, Thursday draft pod. Um dun, dun, dun. wants to close out this uh this beautiful exercise with these wonderful all American teams and the secondary.
1: I'll go. I've got, uh, I've got Stingley as well at yeah. corner. I've got Hamilton at safety. I think those were no brainers. I've got Kyer Elam, Florida cornerback. Yep. Again, there were a lot of different guys that I liked, oh, but yeah. I think he's going to put up big stats. I think he's really going to have a great year and then safety. I actually went with Jordan battle of Alabama, who I'm, I'm really excited about um, going into this season. It, it's been uh, a while since there has been a safety at Bama that I was really, really excited for this guy is going to be special. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, how this Alabama secondary knock on wood hopefully improves this year.
3: Yeah, I've got a lot of the similar guys too. I've got Derek Stingley at corner. I went with Darian Kendrick, um, the guy that transferred to Georgia from Clemson yeah. last year. A bit shaky at times, but I think he's still pretty highly touted. Um, and then safety, uh, you already mentioned Andre, Kyle Hamilton and Bubba Bolden. Although both of them kind of play that similar, you know, strong safety type position. So I'm just going to mention Daxton Hill out of Michigan, a guy who plays a bit more free, um, you know, just some more movement back there in the uh, back end of the secondary, just so that you don't have two linebackers at safety.
2: Yep. Um, I also have Stingley. Don't think that's uh, really a take. Also have Hamilton. Um, Also have Mikhail Wright. Uh, the cornerback from Oregon. This was a tough one. I did consider Darian Kendrick. I almost feel like the, the, I almost feel like I have the standards too high for him. You know, where where you just know what he's capable of. You know where he's been, and because he isn't locking down everybody, I don't know. Um, that that's the one that I'm starting to regret a little bit. But that second safety spot was the one that really gave me some trouble. Because honestly, there there were a bunch of guys I don't know all that much about. Uh, wound up with Tyreek Smith from Georgia, though. Feel good about it. Um, plays in their like slot spot. Um, has some decent numbers. But yeah, I I, I was kind of surprised when looking through all the safeties that there
0: weren't a bunch of names I recognized. It's a thin class, man. That's a pretty thin class, but I mean, lots to be figured out on that front,
1: you know. Are we? Uh, are we doing kick returner, punt returner, kicker, punter? Ooh.
3: Ooh
0: you feel free I, I'm going excited. to because <laughs> okay. the best punter the
1: best punter in the nation happens to be at Colorado State and Ryan Let's Stonehouse <laughs> and I wanted to make sure he got credit where credit is due also my favorite kick returner in the country comes out of the Mountain West uh, Savon Scarver of Utah State that watch just YouTube him just YouTube him you won't be disappointed the dude is a human high, highlight reel house two kicks against Wyoming last year has returned at least one kick for a touchdown every single year of his career, and I need to uh, I need to add a correction because it's been bugging me for like 30 minutes now. Ever since I said it, I mixed up uh, at one point John Mechie and Slade Bolden when I was talking. I said yeah. I don't want to stereotype uh, Mechie as a white receiver. He's mm-hmm. not a white receiver. Like yeah. literally the last like 30 minutes, I was like that's <laughs> I don't know where my brain went there. That but John Mechie me as well. I'm glad yeah. I said that. yeah, I just Slade wanted to throw that out play. there. He, yeah, he's really good. I, I I like both of these receivers, and I think that's just in my mind. I, I kind of had him, but Mechie is my All-American selection. Really excited to see him. I'm not a moron, and I'm not colorblind. <laughs> um, I just wanted to, to put that out there. I'm not a smart man, Jenny.
0: It was it was one of those things where it was like, oh.
1: Nobody yeah. corrected me and then I, like 10 he, minutes later I, I was knows, like, wait a he minute. Knows Did John I really Meche say Meche that? Is black. But it's, I doubted myself
3: actually cuz I was like, no, <laughs> I he knew it was like, what? absolutely black, right? And
2: I was like, well, I guess have I ever se- what does John Mechie look like? No, he's like, definitely a black, I receiver know. And I legitimately
3: uh, <laughs> Googled John Mechie just to make sure we know <laughs> the same pitch. We've all seen
0: <laughs> Mac Jones tape like a million times and John Mechie in it a bunch, and all we're like,
1: oh
0: yeah, oh well. Good for him for not roll, tide. <laughs> roll yeah, tide. My uh
2: my contribution to the specialists. So sure. I feel like there's this sure. thing preseason Good. where there's usually like maybe like two names you even know. Uh-huh. There is one name that I know this year, and it is Gabe Burkich, the kicker for Oklahoma. Again, I can't say that he's the best, but I can say he is like the name that you know. And there was the, like, there was a Texas A&M guy like last year, two years ago, who was that guy? I can't remember. Who Usually, Utah
1: has a punter or a kicker that's worth recognizing, but yep. let me
0: check. Lots of Aussie, Aussie uh, rule imports there. Um, yeah, there you go. I'm. I want to want you guys got me uh, wanting to watch some Nick Benito film. So I'll be passing my evening that way. Um, that was extraordinary fellas. Tune in to Henry's buff feed. He'll be doing the same thing for his FCS All-Americans. That's always a can't miss uh, episode every year. Um, I'm being sarcastic. That's only funny to me said in a really dry. Dress. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. There and you go. I just looked away. All right. <laughs> All love fellas. (laughs) We will be back tomorrow. I appreciate you all tuning in and uh, yeah, stay safe out there. College, uh, college football's around the corner.